0: Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday a Monday podcast. The podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that person that likes their steak well done, which is morally wrong by the way, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Everyday a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very special guest. He's the Community Life Pastor at Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. He's a comic nerd, he's a co-host of the Geekly Planet podcast, and he's a pipe enthusiast. I have Pastor Pat Aldridge with me today. Pat, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing well today, sir. Thank you very much for uh, having me on. It is an honor to be on your show, my friend.
0: Wow. Look at that. Wow, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's, it's great to have you. And before we get going here, Pat, I got a question for you. Um, <clears throat> you've probably been asked this before, but how many pipes does one need to own before they go from enthusiast to just having a problem?
1: I'll let Boy. you know when I get there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no line. There's no line.
1: <laughs> it, it, oh no, I'm I'm sure there's a line out there somewhere. I'm probably approaching it, but it varies from person to person. Obviously, you know, income is a factor. Um, sure. You know, sure. my most of my problem at this point is um, the the collector in me. You know, is is still. I think looking for those unique pipes that you, you know, you you really just don't see. So, um, but then, but then I have budgetary constriction. So I I see a lot of pipes that I want, and a wife is probably
0: telling you like no pat no you're good you're good yeah (laughs) well it's like a guy in their knives quite a while though so (laughs) yeah well that's probably fair (laughs) like a guy in their knives like i mean what's one more knife right right Right? i mean i I can always use another knife right
1: i mean like we say in the geekly planet like i say it all the time everybody geeks out about something that's right it could be knives it could be guns i know guys who are into like bow and arrow and crossbows, you know, comics, movies, whatever it is, you're going to geek out about it. So you're going to want to explore that to the nth degree. So that's right.
0: That's right. Everyone, everyone has something that is for sure. Yeah. So Pat, uh, before we dive into our questions, uh, just give me a short bio of who you are, uh, married kids, little known fun fact, if you have one um, and, um, and what you do there at Redeemer.
1: So, yeah, like you introduced, I'm community life pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Uh, I got married early. We were 21 when we got married. So, uh, yeah, Um, to my wife, Cheryl, we waited about 10 years before we started trying to have kids, got blessed with twins, one boy, one girl, who are now 14 years old, going on 15 in driver's ed, which just oh, is no. scary, dude. <laughs> Both yeah. at the
0: same time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then the next year is going to be going to be interesting.
0: Stay off the roads in St. Charles,
1: <laughs> or the sidewalks, whatever you know,
0: <laughs> or, or the sidewalks.
1: <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, um, <clears throat> community life pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. I oversee mm. all of our Basically, all of our smaller gatherings, which includes children's ministry, youth ministry, our community groups, our Mm -hmm. discipleship groups. Um, Yeah, a lot of plates to to keep spinning. So uh, I, I stay I stay pretty busy
0: yeah very cool very cool so um obviously being a pastor there uh comes with its up and up comes with its ups and downs I'm sure things that that you thrive on things that are hard uh so for you as the community life pastor there with the specific responsibilities that you have um what do you find to be on those things for you on both ends of the spectrum both the hardest parts and then the parts that are just the most rewarding that keep you coming through the door
1: um Yeah. A lot of the, the one side is super easy. Like, um, you know, the things that keep me coming through the door is, is watching people make spiritual progress, you know, in discipleship, Mm -hmm. in, in spiritual maturity, you know, um, um, you know, everything from, from making wise decisions to, um, you know, accepting (laughs) Christ, like it's, it's all part of that discipleship process. And, um, Yeah. Yeah. That, that gets me up in the morning. Um, you know, the things, the things that are on the the other side of the spectrum, the things that are hard, you know, um, we're dealing with real people with real problems. And, and and sometimes it's hard to help them see, see the danger that they're in. And, and so it, 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 it's it's an awesome responsibility, you know, it, it, you know, ministry, um you know we, we talk about it all the time it's glorious, but it's hard
0: right. and so
1: um so we you know those those are the types of things that that I um you know am constantly working at trying to get better like how can I help this person see the danger they're in how how can I help them see like this is this is this sin is a really big deal,
0: right, 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 and trying to do that. Right in the middle, not being a sledgehammer, right, but also not just kind of winking at it and saying, "Oh, it's okay," right. Yeah. Trying to well, trying to find that balance.
1: Yeah, it, it. You know, you're 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 trying to speak the truth in love, and you right. know, the more I do it, the more I come to realize, I can either speak the truth or I can speak lovingly to do yep. both at the same time is, <laughs> is a delicate balance.
0: really hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause like speaking the truth, I can't drop the hammer on somebody.
0: Oh yeah, sure. That's know? not hard. Right.
1: <laughs> and, and to speak lovingly, like, you know, that's, that's the, okay, it's not as bad as you, as I'm saying it is type of right. type of situation. So, so yeah, th- those, those are the skills that, you know, I'm, you know, whether it's uh pastoral care and counseling or, or um, you know, church discipline that, that we, that's the tightrope we walk. So.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Completely agree. So, uh, give us just kind of the, the quick rundown of how you came to Christ, uh, what that process looked like for you. Uh, don't know if you grew up in a Christian home or if it's something kind of like you had a, a Saul on the road to road to Damascus kind of thing. Just give us, give us just the rundown of how Christ found you, Pat.
1: So way back in the early 80s, mm-hmm. my family moved from Illinois to uh, Vancouver, Washington, um, you know, growing up marginally Catholic. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh. And by margin, like we were at church on Christmas and Easter and
0: that was about it. Okay. Um, so you were, you were a bad Catholic.
1: Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> And, and I think the reason we stopped going is because I fell asleep <laughs> on one of those occasions and started to snore and, you know, parents were embarrassed. Oh, no. and, and so, yeah. Um, oh, man. At least that's the way I recall the story. But anyway, we moved to Vancouver. All the guys in, in my age, they all went to church. And so the, the church was, it, it was a big Calvary Chapel out there um, mm. and had a thriving youth ministry. at you know? um, And so they would invite me, but with my background being Catholic church, I would always turn them down. And so it didn't take too long that that first summer for me to want to go along with them just to hang out with them, you know, just for some, some community and relationship stuff. Um, Just hearing the gospel preach, you know, one day it, it, the light bulb finally went on. I'm like, okay, I need Jesus. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, in October of 87 sat down with, with my, um, school team captain and, and we had that conversation and we prayed together and it wasn't, you know, it was maybe, maybe six months after that, that I started with a couple friends, a couple high school friends teaching a Sunday school class, the second grade Sunday school class. Well, you Um, jumped right in. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things for, for me, it was one of those things like, you know, I felt this sense of obligation towards, towards the next generation. Like I, Mm I, I wanted to give them what I didn't have. Sure. And so it was at the end of that summer that my family moved back to Illinois. Um, I just assumed my faith was going to fall apart. This is the only church I've ever known. Nothing else could possibly be as cool um, or as life changing um and you know obviously that was just the immaturity of youth thinking those thoughts and you know moved back here um finished out high school started at a liberal arts christian college here in illinois and so we had lived here for 4 years i finished high school started college and then hey guess what mom and dad are moving back to portland oh wow the hitch there was i had met this girl so Um, we didn't, we, we made the decision, um, even as young and immature as we were, like, we don't want to break up and this move is going to prove this relationship one way or the other. And so we, we, we didn't. And, you know, lo and behold, two and a half years later, we got married and she moved out there after she graduated. So um, the Lord opened the door for us to come back to Illinois. Um, and we always knew because family's here, like at some point we'd be back here. God opened that door. Um, I got, <laughs> got the opportunity to be involved in a church plant with, uh, with Joe Thorne, who I had known right after he was converted, I'd met him. Um, right. And so you know, it's been, it's been an honor these last almost 20 years now to walk beside him and, you know, through the church plant and into redeemer and, right. And, right. you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that perfect segue, very professional. Uh, Cause uh, the next, the question I wanted to ask you is, you know, obviously you are the pastor, one of the pastors there at Redeemer Fellowship. Uh, I had the blessing of being able to visit you guys. I was out for some conference uh, that Joe Thorne was putting on. I, I don't I, I forget the name, but. Um, we all try uh, to forget the name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what is one aspect of your church, Redeemer there, that if you were to, 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 to try to sum it all into one, uh, what is what is one aspect of your church that you really treasure and really value? Uh,
1: easy question to answer. Redeemer right Fellowship is um, one of the – it is the healthiest church I've ever been a part of. Um, mm. And it's it's not because Joe's there. It's not because I'm there. It's because of what God is doing in and amongst the people there we have, we have awesome people. We have, we experience awesome community, awesome worship. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it, it's just, it, it, it makes the job easier. You know? Um, right. I know, I know that I can go to any one of my fellow elders or anyone in my community group or any one of the community group leaders that I oversee, mm-hmm. um, and and you know, spill my guts to them about what I'm going through, right? Without fear that it's going to be used against me, and and they're right. going to love me and they're going to walk me through whatever I'm dealing with, you know? Yeah. And right. and so yeah, that yeah, it it's the it it's the health of the church that makes Redeemer something that that I've never experienced, not not never experienced, but haven't experience to this degree.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And that's such a blessing to be able to have that accountability and that group of people around you to that are speaking into your life, you're speaking into theirs, that, that, that creates such a healthy and robust uh, church culture. How do you as part of the leadership team, how does the church there facilitate and encourage its members uh, to get plugged in to the community and start and start giving of their time, their treasures and talents. How do you guys go about doing that?
1: So it starts as people are coming in who are new to redeemer. It starts very simply with our newcomers lunch. We do it every other month. I don't know how often we do it. We do it a lot though. Um, Mm -hmm. um, at least every quarter, if not more often than that. The, one of the last things we say there is, if you're still interested, if you still want to know more about Redeemer, we have our membership orientation class, which typically is like a week or two later. Um, mm-hmm. You know, thankfully we have uh, Pastor Brian Malcolm who put our website together, and you yeah. know, who if if you click on you know I want to serve in this area, that mm-hmm. automatically generates an email to that ministry leader so that they can get in contact. So, yeah.
0: Look Um, at you guys in the 21st century.
1: Something like that. Something like that, finally. Um,
0: Well, and and that's like, it's even doubly amazing knowing you guys are like part of the Southern Baptist Convention because all the churches that I know in the Southern Baptist Convention are still they probably don't even have websites yet. Right. (laughs) So you guys are doing fantastic.
1: Or or they do. And it's the original website (laughs) that they had from (laughs) the late eighties or whatever.
0: It like, you click on it, it starts playing music and there's like those flash, those flash cartoons that like come across the screen. Right. Yeah. yeah, Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. (laughs) But you know,
1: it's, it's during that membership process that we continue to push the, the, the two big buttons of what community group are you planning on at least checking Mm -hmm. out, Um, right? you know, because it's, it's in community group and it's in serving, you know, on a Sunday morning, that's where we're exercising our spiritual gifts. That's where we're doing a lot of growing, you know, and not that, not that growth doesn't happen in corporate worship, but it's in these other areas throughout the week that, that, you know, we, we see them, happening much more often and much more commonly. So those are the two, bus- the two buttons we push, you know, what community group are you going to be in, what, where are you going to serve, you know, because right. it, it's going to be a benefit to the church, but it's also going to be a benefit to that person's spiritual growth.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. So my question to you, especially as the pastor there that's trying to encourage people in this mentality, how would you say that your faith in Christ, the fact that you have been changed by the gospel... How does that affect and infect how you view service in church and then just service in your community, you know, working a nine to five, how does that, how does that filter through and make you view that service?
1: Whether it's, you know, and before I became, before I was on staff full-time at Redeemer, I had, I had a, a warehouse job, right? I punched mm-hmm. the clock. I went in at six and was done at three thirty or whatever um, and you know, I remember those days and it was, it, and, and it, it's carried over even into the job that, that I do at Redeemer as a pastor, like everything I do is, is for God's glory, you know, yeah. and to have that mentality, you know, if I'm walking in, I got a text this morning reminding me, um, or asking me if I'm would, would fill in one of our Sunday school classes. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody who was scheduled has come down with some sort of plague. I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) But they're sick. And so they can't. So they know they're not going to be there. They, you know. um, So, yeah, I'll step in. But, you Mm -hmm. know, that 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 switches that gear in my mind now. Okay, I'm walking into this room. I'm not the lead teacher. Right. I'm there to help facilitate what is going to be taught. Okay. How do I do that? So yeah, it's just having that mindset that it doesn't matter what job you do. It's not, it's not about my paycheck. It's about doing it to God's glory.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. And that's, that will give us when we have that mentality, that will change the motives for service. Right. Because anybody who's been in any type of ministry for any amount of time, knows that there are good and bad motivations for wanting to get plugged into church or wanting to serve. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it's, sometimes it's very hard to distinguish, uh, especially in ourselves. What's my motivation here? What do you think are good and bad motivations for getting plugged in and serving in the body?
1: I think on the good side, um, it's a faithful response to what God is doing in your heart. In your life I think it's Robbie Gallaty that says you know the gospel came to you on its way to somebody else you know mm. so yeah even as a new believer your your passionate excitement like the older Saints need to see that and need to experience right. that again and remember what it was like to be a new believer even in all the awkwardness and immaturity spiritually immaturity that is um, that's there, like the excitement and the passion is there, um, right. you know, on the opposite. So, so yeah, faithful, just being faithful to, to serve and, and be willing to serve and being humble in that service mm-hmm. is on the one side of the spectrum on the other side of the spectrum. Um, yeah. The easiest thing for us, for any of us to fall into is pride. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. be seen. Um, I want, you know. I want everybody to give me praise about how awesome I am. You know, it's it's those types of things that we work pretty hard at. Um, you know, identifying as early as we can, and then you know, discipling people through those.
0: The obvious question, then, uh, just just to, just to wrap that up with a bow, is is how do we make sure that we, as church members whether you're in leadership or not, how do we keep those motivations pure? What is it that we should be doing and striving for that keeps those motivations for why I am serving in church, keeps those motivations where they should be?
1: So I'm going to answer this, mm-hmm. but I almost feel like either this is A, a Jesus juke, or B, it's a Sunday school answer, uh, but, but yeah, it's true. It might be. you need to be in the word yourself. You need to be in the word regularly. You need to be praying regularly. You need to be using those, um, those things that God has given us being corporate worship, being community, all these graces that God has given us, the means of grace that God's have given us to be growing yourself. Right. You know, because that's where, that's where the Holy spirit's going to check your heart.
0: So Pat, um, I don't know about you, but but for me, some of the uh, some of the greatest uh, some of the greatest amount of joy uh, that that I have and that I have found is seeing uh, seeing the saints serve each other in church. There's not much that gives me more joy than being a part of a community of saints that loves each other, that 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 uh, inputs into each other, and that serves each other in the gospel, right? Those are the things that uh, really excite me and, and give me a lot of passion to keep going um, and to keep serving well, hopefully. Um, and Pat, when you think about Christians, either that are around you right now, uh, or that you've read, or listened to, or watched, whatever you know, whatever the case. When you think about Christians that that inspire you in that facet to to be more like Christ, to follow Christ harder and faster and more fervently than you do now, who are those Christians for you? And what are the traits that you see them possess that 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 spur you on?
1: So the first closest to home example that I have is one of the other elders at Redeemer, Pastor Jeff Willie. Um, Hmm. Jeff is, we affectionately call him the eldest elder. (laughs) He's the oldest one among us. Um, and, and he has, you know, almost 10 years on me. So, you know, we, we look to him for, um, for, wisdom. For wisdom, yeah. And and Jeff is so, so tenderhearted and so merciful. Like, I wanna be that way when I grow up. You know what I mean? Um yeah. so yeah. he he inspires me. Um, you know, Jeff is is on our children's ministry schedule in the nursery. Um <laughs> probably three out of the four Sundays of the month. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves to take a crying baby and rock that baby until that baby stops crying, like he's like the baby whisperer, really. Oh, and wow. we have a we have two men who can take a crying baby and make it stop crying, and yeah. you know, not by torturing it, but just by yeah. loving on it. You know,
0: <laughs> oh, um,
1: um, you know, <laughs>
0: sure, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, they're
1: they're the baby whisperers. Like I don't get I don't get how they do it, but you know, I, I just
0: happens. I just it just happen. I
1: just watch and I marvel at it. So yeah, um.
0: Yeah, it's called chocolate and essential oils.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or whiskey, whatever you know, whatever. Or, whatever works.
0: A, a dab of whiskey on the lips, and yep. they forget about yep. it in the morning. Yeah.
1: Yep, they're good. They're good. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's probably the closest. You know, I've had, I've had a number of of pastors mm. and ministry leaders, and and Christian brothers and sisters who have had a profound profound impact on me, um, to name them all would be, we'd be here for the next, you know, 20 minutes or so. Um, but from, from the moment I became a Christian to now, you know, I can think back that that list is pretty long.
0: Well, Pat, we're, uh, we're, we're coming to a close. Um, but I know for a fact, uh, being in ministry that, that you have, you have those stories, right you have those memories you have the uh the the things that pop into your head that uh that you know you can't talk about on a podcast but the podcast host is going to ask you anyway uh it's those unforgettable moments um that happens in church experiences so i'm going to ask you pat what is one of the either funniest or most unforgettable church experiences you have ever had
1: uh <sighs> Which one to pick, dude?
0: Right. Yeah, that's an answer I hear a lot. One of
1: the one, the, the the first story that comes to mind, um, yeah. I was in a vehicle with um, Joe Thorne and two guys who one, one is our church planter and one who was a member of Redeemer who is now um, now at a, at another local church, uh, pastoring mm-hmm. there. Um, I was sitting in the back seat behind the driver. Joe was in the, the front passenger seat of this vehicle. And yep. um, we had been in the car for about two hours.
0: Okay. All right. We so were people driving, are already getting antsy. We, we, yeah.
1: we were driving from Chicago to Louisville. So and it, it's just long. Like all you see is cornfields and windmills and like, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's long stretches of road where there isn't an exit, so you know you're kind of watching your gas and making sure you have enough to get to the next right. uh, site of civilization. So we'd been in the car for about two hours, and I looked, I was looking at my phone. I'm like, hmm, Joe can only hold it for about two hours. <laughs> he's been drinking. He's been drinking either coffee or his diet coke. So right, he, he's about due. Yeah, and yeah. so. I look over, I look up from my phone and look over at him in the passenger seat. Oh, no. And I see the face that he makes. Like, he's had to go for a while and just hadn't said anything. Like, like, dude, we're in the middle he's of nowhere. To be, he's,
0: he's trying to be a man. Yeah.
1: But his little tiny tank just isn't allowing it. And so so, so I'm
0: having that same
1: debate, like... Like, do I just bite the bullet and let the driver know, like, I have to go to the bathroom just you're to right, save him some right. of the embarrassment? Because to
0: him, right?
1: To, just to save I mean, he's his, like, his fragile little ego?
0: He's like four foot eight, so that bladder can't be much, It much can't more, be right? that big,
1: dude. So, you know, like I feel for the guy, I do. Like, you know, yeah. um, you know, he starts shifting around in his chair a lot. And so finally, Mike, Mike, the the driver's name was Tim. I'm like, Tim, we need to pull over. Joe needs to use the bathroom. The car wasn't even in park yet, and Joe was he out of was that vehicle, <laughs> and we were la- laughing so hard. It was so funny. Like all you have to do is say something, dude. You know, you know, we're gonna bust on you Ford anyway. You might as well just get out of the way and you know lose some of the agony. But of course, but of course, if he would have said something when he first had to go, he wouldn't right. have had to wait as long to the next place where there was. A bathroom available?
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, he's just trying to play it off. Yeah, like, oh, ah, yeah. no. It's not that big of no, a I'm deal. Fine. I'm
1: fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I can go for hours. <laughs> yeah. You can go for two hours. That's your limit, dude. We
0: know. We know. We, we know how this works. Yeah. We've been down this yeah. road before. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Pat, we are uh, just about to the end, but not yet. It is time for the Monday Hot Takes. And uh, this is where I ask you a whole bunch of random questions, and you give me the first thing that pops into your head. You ready for these?
1: This could get dangerous, you know.
0: Oh, that's that's the idea. Okay, that's the idea. All right, okay. let's go. All right, we're gonna start off with something easy. Uh, Doubtful. No, 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 no really. Uh, what is something about current Christian culture that's annoying to you?
1: How everybody is quick to listen and slow to speak, especially online.
0: Okay. The, especially the, when
1: you the, don't have any context, you're just spewing your opinion.
0: Yeah, the like keyboard. You're not part
1: of issue, but you're gonna make you're gonna input your your judgment anyway
0: sure because the world needs to know what i think
1: right right
0: right they're just they're just waiting for that and it's gonna fix everything right uh okay pat <clears throat> if you could dis invent one thing what would it be
1: uh, the nintendo wii u what a useless video game system that was and i had to pay for <laughs> it because my kids wanted it
0: <laughs> there you go the switch is it. so much better uh let's see okay hard question here um I haven't gotten many takers on this one, but I have a feeling I, I might. You might be the guy. You might be the guy, because uh, I refuse to just throw the question out because I love it so much. Now <laughs> <was> I'm so worried. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you could, uh, <laughs> if you could send three people. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to make it easier. We're going to go two people. If you could send two people in a rocket to space to colonize Mars with Elon Musk, with the express knowledge that these two people are not coming back to Earth. Which two people are they?
1: (laughs) Wow. That's such a loaded question.
0: It is so loaded. I love it so much. Uh, (laughs) Think about some keyboard warriors, quick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, like, I want to answer the question, but no one's jumping to my mind right away.
0: No, that's 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 fair. You're it just proves that most of my guests are way more sanctified than me.
1: Possibly, <laughs> I have doubtful but possible. So I'm going to ask a question back to you then about that question.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: How long is your list?
0: How long is my list? Yeah, <laughs> growing by the day.
1: Yeah, see, there's the problem right there,
0: <laughs> and there's the problem. <laughs> maybe maybe I need counseling. Need <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should take this question off the list. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, if you, if you could close one fast food chain, which one would it be?
1: Burger King. Close
0: it. Yes. Oh, man, okay. That seems to be the winner. I've had quite a few people say that. Burger King must really just be awful.
1: Yeah, don't go. <laughs> yeah,
0: must be so bad. Um, okay, what's the craziest or most out-of-character thing you've ever done?
1: Jimmy Fowler convinced, comes running into my office one day and convinces me to follow him into Joe's office where Joe is doing a phone interview for some somebody or something and to to do so without a shirt on and and, and dancing in front of Joe and <laughs> so the and the other reason Jimmy didn't do it because he videoed the whole thing
0: oh I need this video oh no, so no bad. you really don't because
1: <laughs> because I'm your your typical midwestern white boy who has no rhythm whatsoever so dancing was it was not a pretty sight
0: <laughs> oh, I love it <laughs> that's the I'm writing writing this down that's another thing for the to ask Joe about no so. no 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 no. <laughs> oh my goodness uh let's see i think he was in counseling
1: about that whole situation anyways yeah he had to to bring it up anymore you know probably (laughs) he
0: had to outsource it pastoral abuse pretty much (laughs) pretty much yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh goodness all right pat least favorite food uh fish okay uh if you could have one super superpower what would it be
1: oh you stink dude we have this conversation all the time over on the geekly planet and I, I can never choose
0: yeah. that's why it's in here <laughs> you gotta give you gotta give me dude this is good we're gonna make history right here we're gonna make both every day a Monday and geekly planet history and you were gonna give me the one superpower if you had to choose
1: uh telepathy
0: oh okay weirdo
1: yeah pretty much. I mean
0: I mean great yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not only do I
1: want to know what you're thinking, I want to influence what you're thinking,
0: you're right, basically, you're right. and be well, able to know, shut in, you down. Just in in counseling sessions, I suppose that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, I know what you're about to say. You didn't know it, but I knew what you were going to say before you knew what you were going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, basically.
0: All right, I'm going to hit you with another hard one here. I, doubt and I know. It. And 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 favorite movie?
1: Oh goodness, uh, I'm such. I'm still such a. Comic book fan since mm-hmm. the age of seven. Um, uh, yeah, the original Avengers movie is still my favorite movie.
0: So the original meaning the one like way back in the, uh, 2012. the 1970s. Yeah, it wasn't oh. that long ago, dude. It wasn't that long ago. Don't go. No, I was thinking the, the 1970s one. Yeah, not that they one. They came no. out with, no. with Lou Ferrigno and uh, whoever that that man baby was. I got Thor. I don't know. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh okay. Uh all right, favorite superhero. Uh
1: toss up between Wolverine and Thor.
0: What did you think of Fat Thor?
1: Uh at first I found it amusing, but then it got annoying. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, but so then it, by it, the so end, it's when totally he got used, for you.
1: When when he used the lightning to braid his beard, I thought that was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's true. Was, I've never been so excited for like man manicuring. I <laughs> <laughs> like I was like <gasps> His beard's baited! He bearded his beard. He bearded his beard. <laughs> I love it. Well, Pat, uh, we have come to the end of the podcast. I'm going to give you a quick one minute, do a quick promo for the Geekly Planet. I want to send people over there because it's a fun podcast. Go for it.
1: So the Geekly Planet uh, on iTunes, uh, you can look us up there. Basically, we talk um, – About pretty much everything that we geek out about, it's it's a lot of pop pop culture, a lot of comic, a lot of movie, a lot of um, Mm. sci-fi stuff. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Just look us up. We're there. Very soon, um, Josh is going to uh, be with us to do a do another edition of Would You Rather?
0: Would I rather the superhero edition? That's right. That's right. I better go brush up on my uh, my Marvel superheroes because DC has all the best ones. Um, wow! So
1: that's a bold <laughs> statement.
0: We will. We will. We'll save it. Or yeah, just yeah. there's just, we could go just for a, like a half hour right now, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, we're already like I'm already having to like cut out probably half of our conversation just because it's <laughs> an hour. It's an hour and four minutes at this point. yeah and I have to get it to about thirty five minutes, and I'm I i, I do not know what's this might just it might just be the entire podcast is just hot takes. It's like we're we're not talking about church. We're not talking. <laughs> we're talking about Pat.
1: yeah. We can we can drop that.
0: That that would be perfect. Yeah, Pat, thank you so much for being on with me today, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Dude, it was my pleasure. It's always good to talk to you, my friend.
0: Right on. Right on. So, hey everyone, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a raving review and a five-star rating. It gets and It the, better be uh, five star, dude. It better be five star and it better be raving. Whether it's raving in that you're in a rave while you're doing it, that <laughs> works as well. It really doesn't matter. That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would want video proof of that if I
0: were you. Yes, I want a video clip of you <laughs> writing us a review that is raving while raving. Yeah. Uh, and it better be five star. <laughs> uh you can <laughs> you can subscribe to this iTunes, uh, to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, we are there. Head on over to Facebook.com slash everyday monday podcast, Instagram at everyday a monday pod. I wanna thank you all for joining us in the trenches today. And we will catch you on the next step of Every Day a Monday.